It's gonna be a good day If you go the right way You might die quickly Or solve a mystery What adventure will you choose? What would Jerry do? Hey y'all! And uh, welcome back to What Would Cherrick Do? A Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. I'm Chad. No, no, wait, I'm not Chad. I'm Eric. And I'm Chad. Yeah, he's Chad. I just did Chad's part, so that's why I got confused. <laughs> My apologies for confusing everyone. I'm Eric. That's Chad. Yep. And here we are for another bout of adventure. Oh, I'm excited. You know what? Me too, man. Uh, this book looks very intriguing. And it has many endings. And, uh, I mean, it has a great illustration on the front. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. You should check it out. It's illustrated by Paul Granger, so go Ooh. Paul. But, yeah, it's quite mysterious. It's got, like, these big yellow cat eyes at the top with an outline of a cat face. And this really creepy woman Ooh, who's and super a old. creepy man with a pitchfork and yeah. a trap door mm-hmm. and a mansion. Yep. Ooh. The lady kind of reminds me of, like, Norman Bates' mom. So that's a little scary. Yeah. She's got a huge chin also, so just be aware of that. Um, well, now that we've outlined the entire <laughs> cover for you, uh, I guess we'll let you know that it is Choose Your Own Adventure number five. So pretty early on. And uh, it is called... The Mystery of Chimney Rock. Ooh. Like Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Cheru? Exactly. I'm so excited. You think I say it chimney, but it's probably chimney. I didn't right? want to kind of make fun of you when you said it. <laughs> I held it back. I mean, it, it is spelled chimney. There was sure. no extra E or I in there. No, it's a chimney. I mean, I like the, I like the, the, the fancy E that you throw in there, chimney. But it is just a chimney. Got it. Okay. You know, fine. Like, it's like a curry or party. It's not parity or curry. 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 It should be curry. <laughs> That's fun to say. Y'all should just try to say it with us. Curry. curry. Everybody now. Curry. curry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so this is back. So we've actually gotten our hands on a few of the like original release series. So last week we did one. Called You Are a Shark. Ah, You Are a Shark. I don't think any of us will ever forget <laughs> that marathon of a podcast. Whew. Yeah, that was it. So we got this one from a used bookstore. So yeah, original release from, from the 80s, written by Ed Packer. Ooh, yes, and this one is very special. Yeah, because I bought it uh, off of Amazon from a used bookstore, and I got delivered to Cherrick Studios. Ta-da! And I open it up, and it is signed by Edward Packard. No freaking way. Yeah, so uh, to Nathan, Ed Packard. So Nathan Shaw. He wrote his name in the book. He wrote his name in the book. Um, Thank you, and I'm sorry you're a mom throughout this most treasured possession. Yeah, it's your loss and our gain. But note that I now treasure it. So So Nathan, we really appreciate your book. And Ed, we appreciate you signing Nathan's book. And I just had a revelation earlier. um, You know, we've read a lot of books by Ed Packard. Sure. And I feel like we maybe don't give him enough credit. Like we were always talking about R.A. Montgomery. And uh, maybe it wasn't his initial idea. Maybe this was Ed Packard's kind of impetus the, the, whole, the whole time. 
Um, yeah, so I think... Because the... his bio at the back of the book kind of indicated that he was the brilliant mastermind behind the Choose Your Own Adventure book series. And here's what I loved about that bio, is that Ed Packard, when he wrote these, is a practicing lawyer. Right? Yeah. Like, writing these books was just his side gig. Which is fantastic. And it, it was inspired by uh, telling bedtime, bedtime stories to his children, Caroline, Andrea, and Wells. That's lovely. So, I mean... Fun idea for a bedtime story for you, all you parents out there. Right? Or if you all need a bedtime story, have we got one for you today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Perhaps without further ado, we should uh, jump on into Chimney Rock. As Cherrick. Well, well, well. That was a quick one. It was a quick little intro, but I am into it. Me too. Okay, so uh, maybe a little good with the timing, but it's spring break week. What? That we're recording. How about that? And it's spring break and for us. And it's spring break for us in the book. Mm-hmm. And we have traveled to Connecticut. Connecticut. Connect. Pardon me, Connecticut. I'm not even adding any extra... You're right there. Those are all the, the letters in that word. <laughs> I won't argue that fact. Yeah, you are adding nothing except for the flair that it deserves. Yeah. So, um, we're visiting our cousins, Michael and Jane, in Connecticut. And we get to their neighborhood, and we're taking the tour, and there's, you know, all kinds of cute little bungalows and Cape Cod-style houses with, you know, perfectly manicured lawns mm. and... Bushes and gardens and white picket fences. And... I do love a good manicured Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're taking, taking a stroll, and then at the top of the hill, we see this house that really seems quite out of place for the neighborhood. Mm. And it's, it's a giant stone house, unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, it has turrets and terraces and a giant square tower that looks like a huge chimney. It's like a castle. Yeah, like a castle. And some of the windows are boarded up and others are covered by vines and bushes. And there's a big dog chained outside of a little cottage mm. nearby. And so we, you know, turn to Michael and Jane. We're like, uh, hey, guys, what's up with this house? It looks kind of weird. They're like, oh, Chimney Rock? We're like, uh, yeah. They're like, most people wouldn't live there for a million dollars. Uh, hand raised. Hello. <laughs> We're like, uh... I will. What's up? Why won't anybody live there? And so they spin this tale and they say mm. that the house must be cursed. Um, they say Mrs. Bigley lived in Chimney Rock all by herself. Just her and her cat. And when she died, she left instructions that the cat could live there for the rest of its life. And people say that she put a curse on the house so that no one would bother the cat. And many people have gone into Chimney Rock, but nobody has ever come out. I mean, she had to know that that cat was going to die eventually too, right? Yeah, but until it does, the house belongs to the cat. Okay, that's pretty... That's a strange curse, that's all I'm saying. And so we're like, 
have the police investigated. They're like, yeah, but they've never found anybody. They only see the cat. Mm. And we're like, what about the caretaker? He's the one with the house with the big dog. And, and they're like, I think he's scared of it too because he never sets foot inside of Chimney Rock. What a terrible caretaker. And we're like kind of thinking that there might be, like they might just kind of be pulling our leg, you know? Right. We're like, but we kind of get to the sense that... Oh, cousins. They're like, you aren't, you know, we're like, you're not kidding, are you? And they're like, no. I'm like, if you think we're kidding, go for it. Head on inside. See what happens. If we say, uh, all right, I'll do it. We turn to page four. Mm-hmm. And if we say, no, thanks, we turn to page six. Ew. So... I think the question really is, Eric, are you feeling lucky, punk? Actually, what I'm feeling is that Ed is really making an homage, like I did, to Mary Poppins. I sang the Chim Chimney song. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure the children's names in that story were Jane and Michael Banks. Yep, you're correct. And those are the names of our cousins. And uh, so I just wanted to point that out, first of all. Okay. Because I was like, that song that they sing to try to convince them that they don't, like, or they want a really sweet nanny. And they're yep. like, sincerely, Jane, Jane and Michael, thanks. Yeah. That's yeah. all that was going through my head <laughs> while you were reading the rest of that book. So I'm glad you summarized it for me, because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's, wow, Ed, fantastic, man. You did a great job. Uh, <laughs> to answer your question, I am feeling very lucky, but... I'm also really curious as to where the book would take us if we said no. I hear your point. Like, everything about me wants to just barge into this Dive right into Chimney Rock. And just see what's going on in there. Because, like, so much crazy stuff could happen and I'm way into it. I'm very excited, for sure. But also, yeah, if we're like... Nah, Nah. Not today. Not today. Like, what could happen? Are we just going to, like, turn around and, like... Right, is that the end? Like, oh, we all just go back. And we're like, and and you have have a nice spring break. and and you go home, and and you live your life. you go home. What a happy ending that would be. What a happy ending. I don't feel like that would happen, right? Like, something would have to happen to get us back there, right? Yeah. Because, you know, in the hero's journey, in storytelling, sometimes, like, the hero doesn't want... To, to do the thing or to follow his right? dreams or something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so he says no. But then something comes around and pushes him and makes him do it. And so I feel like that could potentially happen here, which would be kind of interesting, I think. Uh, also, kind of mix it up a little bit because we're usually all gung-ho, guns blazing, going into these places and tearing it up. So, I mean, really, I'm good either way is what I'm saying, but I'm uh-huh. curious as to what... I'm more curious to not go inside than to go inside. At the same time, though, I do want to prove to my cousins that, like, yeah, I got the balls to do this. Right, right? Like, like, when, I can would, go when would Cherik ever back down from a dare? No, I mean, never. He never would. Because we're a proud Cherik, you know. Right. And we know that we could pretty much do anything we set our mind to, because we're we a thought-time-traveling warlock, and, like... What evil lady curse because of a cat could ever, like, do us in, you know? We defeated the evil power master. Like, come at me, bro. Yeah, seriously. What else? What else can the world offer? So. To challenge us. I'm with you. Plot-wise, it would be very interesting to say no thanks. Mm -hmm. I guess the question I might ask you, Eric, is what would Cherik do? 
<sighs> we know what Eric would do. He would say no. He'd be Eric, like, heck Eric no, the I'm writer not going in there. would say, I'm reading this book <laughs> and I think this could be an interesting plot twist and story building character yeah. creation You're leading right. into the climactic, you know, part of this story. Right. But But Cherik would probably but, go but in. But we're he not would go, he Eric would go right in. And Chad. Cherik would go in. I don't he, feel like Cherik would ever back down from would, this day. He would not say no. You were right. He would definitely right. it was just... A very, it was a very selfish Eric <laughs> choice to want to not go in, but Cherik would absolutely go into that house. I think so. You're right. You've convinced me. Okay. We gotta go do it. So we're just gonna turn to the next page. We're gonna turn to page four. Oh, how easy is that? Ooh, Chad, I got the tingles. Yeah. This is gonna be good. This is going to be good. I'm so excited. Okay, so we're like, we're going to do this. We yeah. tell Michael oh, yeah. and Jane. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're so in. Done. Dare accepted. We're Dare accepted. Um, but first, let me go get a flashlight. Yeah, they, this is, Michael and Jane are kind of funny. They're like, when are you going to go? We'll want to make sure to say goodbye to you first. Right. Ha ha, ha cousins. Ha. You're so funny. Like, we're going anyway. Right. Try and so, scare us all you want. we head back to the house and we grab a flashlight. And then we proceed immediately back mm -hmm. to Chimney Rock. And Jane and Michael watch us from a distance as we like scan the house and try to find an open door. Yeah, so we walk around the whole house, try every door, and only one door in the back of the house is unlocked. Mm -hmm. And we walk through the door. Yeah, we like wave at our cousins. We're like, hey, bye We're guys. like, bye forever. See, we're not scared. And go into the house. Yep. And so we walk into the house, yeah. and it is dark and dreary and foreboding. Yeah. And we walk into a kitchen, yeah, which is lined with counters and sinks and cabinets. And yeah, I did say sinks. It said plural sinks, which I was really sinks. interested by. There's like so many sinks in this kitchen. Yep. At least three in a row. And dark red tiles, most of which are chipped or loose. Mm. Um... And there's windows and the shades are drawn. We open up one of the shades to let more light in so we could see. And and we notice to our right is a set of stairs. Mm. Leading up. Leading up. Mm -hmm. And to our left is a uh, swinging door that we assume leads to the dining room. It's a fair assumption. And so our choice is, do we go up the stairs? If we do, turn to page eight. If we go through the swinging door into the dining room, turn to page 10. Do you want to know what I think? Yes. Because you went first last Well, time. and also I'm conflicted, so you should just go. Okay. In Back in my younger days, me and my friends in uh, high school, on occasion would frequently go to old run-down houses. On occasion would frequently go? Yeah, that is what I said. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's not like we did it every weekend, but we did it often enough. Gotcha. To make it like a thing that we did. Gotcha, okay. Um, we'd go to these old run-down houses in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, old farmhouses that were long since abandoned, falling down. We'd go there in the middle of the night after dark. Oh, there was something wonderfully exciting about that. And and we'd just like poke around. Mm -hmm. Like see what we could find. Mm -hmm. 
was always kind of scary. Yeah. That was kind of the fun part, right? For sure. So, having had some experience mm -hmm. in rummaging through old houses. Right. I don't think I would ever go upstairs first. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I was I like, would definitely, I haven't explored like, anything of the main floor I would yet. go floor by floor on yeah. this. You know, yeah. like I'd do the downstairs and once I was kind of sure there wasn't like a raccoon in here. Because mm -hmm. you're just terrified of raccoons? Uh, yeah. Really? Kind of. I had a bad dream once. That's mm. another podcast. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to like out you on your terrible Chad's your scary dreams. But uh <laughs> coming I'm, soon to uh you know, iTunes. I'm terrified of turkeys if it makes you feel any better. Turkeys, trunk being locked in trunks. Yeah. I got that, that's snakes a big one. and raccoons. Kind of raccoons. Yeah. They're not as adorable as people think. I mean the real ones aren't. They're kinda of mean and nasty, but like they're also really cute and adorable, and I love them. Mm, okay. So if I could raise like a little family of raccoons, I totally would. But I'm they not gonna do that. Claw your face off while you slept. I would not. We would okay. cuddle, and it would be wonderful. And their little fluffy tails would be swishing because they were so happy to have me as their dad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have shared too much information. And uh, I agree with your assessment that we like, should scan we should the main floor. We should probably scan the main floor first before just, we just run upstairs. I also kind of have this thing about staircases that they're like really cool and kind of enticing to me. Like there's a set of stairs, I want to follow them. So like go, I can just imagine this really old like rickety staircase like turning a corner and mm -hmm. going upstairs and being like, ooh, what's at the top of that staircase? Like I, I kind of want to know. But again, I agree that we should go through the swinging door. First, because I sure I am sure that if we keep scanning the ground floor, we're gonna find like the main entry stairwell, and it's gonna be big and grand, yeah, and fantastic, right? Yeah, this is like the back, like yeah. servant oh, yeah. stairs, absolutely, yeah. So, so we're gonna go through the swinging door. I think so. Into the presumed dining room, perfectly. Because there could be someone here, and if they're here, they're probably downstairs. Yeah, and they're probably at the dining room table. We're gonna walk in there, and she's gonna be sitting there. And she's gonna be like. Hello, Cherik. Because oh, she's a ghoul. So creepy. Yeah. And then our cat's going to be there and it's going to be staring at us. And then who knows what's going to happen. Oh my god, we should go upstairs. Nope. Downstairs it is. Okay. So this took an unexpected twist very quickly. Uh... First of all, I'd like to point out that we make some questionable decisions in the short paragraphs here. Um, but the first thing we do, of course, is walk through the swinging door, right? And it's into an elegant dining room, just as we had presumed. Um, there's a wonderful crystal chandelier hanging over the long oak table. And there's some double bay windows drawn with curtains. And then there's a bottle of wine resting on a silver tray. Pause. If this is an old... Here's where... I I start getting, I, there was many things in the next paragraph Yeah, that made me uh, scream in what are we doing right now yes. fashion. Well, with, you know, with a couple of expletives like, thrown the, in. I'm trying not to use them. Okay, but the first thing is like, why is there a bottle of wine in an old abandoned house? Like this appears to be like a... 
Sounding well, like a fresh <clears throat> bottle of wine. To, to be fair, it doesn't really say fresh. It just says there's a bottle of wine resting on a silver tray on a sideboard. Next to it is a bright green china cat. That was a It quote doesn't from the say book. like dust covered. No, but it doesn't say like new or like, you know, freshly opened. We didn't check the label to see I the, the I guess the we're year, probably like you know? kid. We don't really know a lot about wine. But anyway, you continue. Know, like with what comes next, I can understand I'm just, like I'm just your, saying like this <clears throat> is like my first like Anyway, Here's the first thing that really like threw me for a loop was that we decide to sit down at the table and ponder our situation. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, like, oh pop a squat. Like if I was a kid going through an old house, I don't think I'd sit at the dining room table and be like, hmm, I'm hmm. going to sit here and think about why I'm in here and what's going on. I would like take peruse this in, things and look at the old china take this and like, in for a minute. keep moving through the house. But wonder, we don't. Wonder what year that Chianti is. And we exactly. And can I have some? Because I'm 13. I've never had wine before, but I heard it's fun. Let's it's drink some. It's an abandoned some. house. Right. Let's get drunk in an abandoned house nobody lives <sighs> what in. What could be better? Our cousins will be so freaking jealous. Right? Party at Chimney Rock. But we don't do that. And there's a small brass bell within the reach, uh, with, within our reach at the table. And for some reason, our impulse tells us to ring it. So we do. Uh, you know, I know you think that that seems weird. But you would ring a bell if it was just sitting there in an old abandoned house? Yeah. I don't think I would. See, I feel like Eric would know that that's maybe a bad idea. Like, ooh, I'm not going to ring that bell. Like, that's like... What would happen? Well, if there's somebody in the house, Chad, they're going to be immediately alerted to our presence. And they're going to be like, oh, the dining room bell. We're Rush not, in and murder us. We're not a thief. Well, we are a trespasser. Yeah. In a haunted house. Fair. But anyway, nobody comes in and murders us. However, within a few moments, a door we hadn't noticed before opens up and a thin young woman regaled in uh, what appears to be a maid outfit enters. Uh -huh. And she's like, oh, so surprised that we're here. She says, I didn't know Mrs. Bingley was expecting a guest today. Then she introduces herself as Lena. And she asks us if she can bring us anything. Maybe some cheese and crackers because she's certain that we're hungry because we're a young boy and young boys are always hungry. So, uh, if we accept Lena's offer, turn to page 16. Or if we decide to question her first, we turn to page 17. I am in the opinion of questioning her first because yeah, I, I am... Yeah, I think... I'm very confused. One... I'm wondering if there's, like, some kind of time travel sitch happening here. Like, we've stepped through a door back to a different... It was the bell, man, where we rang the bell. We rang the bell. I don't know. Maybe. But I agree. Like, we need answers more than we need, like, dinner. Cheese and crackers. Yeah. Yeah, no. Our aunt feeds us pretty well, so we're set. We're all set. We probably packed a snack. Now, if we can decide that we can trust this Lena chick, then I'm totally down for her making me a snack. Plus, like, don't take candy from strangers. You know, like, true. lesson 101. Yeah, very true. Stranger danger. Even if she is kind of cute and seems super friendly. They all do. Yeah, well, fair. okay, fair enough. I mean, not all strangers are that cute, but I'm, okay, anyway. So we're going to interrogate her. Yeah. Question her, as the case may be. Okay, <laughs> we're turning to page 17. <laughs> okay. Uh, this choice is great, guys. 
I uh, love it. Yeah, this is a pretty great choice. I love it. So, and by the way, there's been a choice on like every page that we've turned to so far. Which, so makes, which makes it more fun for it us. It really does. Kudos to Ed for making a wonderfully quick book to read and make choices. Uh, <clears throat> so, we say no thanks on the cheese and crackers bit. Um... And then we kind of were like, hey, we heard this this house was really only occupied by Mrs. Bingley's cat. Um, I guess she still lives here, too. If I'd have known that she was still here, I wouldn't have banged in like right, this. Right, like, we're not just going to break into somebody's right. house. Like, chill like, in their dining room. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, ding-a-ling, Right, feed me, feed me. Um... <laughs> Uh, so, and then Lena's like, oh, Mrs. Bingley doesn't mind. I'm sure she was expecting you. She loves visitors. I'm sure she does, because she wants to eat them, because she's something. an evil witch or yeah, something. Yeah, something terrible. Something weird is going on around very here, Very Hansel and Gretel-esque. And so we're like, well, we're glad to hear that, but where is she? And then Lena's like, oh, she's upstairs in the music room playing the piano. First of all, sorry. So... <laughs> Our choices, our cho which is a great choice. Our choice is if you decide to leave Chimney Rock, nope. <laughs> turn to Ouch. page thirty-two. Done. Okay, this is weird. I'm nope. getting the f out of here. Or if we decide to go to the music room, turn to page thirty-four. So what I was about to say was, wouldn't we hear her playing the piano? That's what I was kind of wondering. Like, unless this is a soundproof music room, which, I, you know, looking at the rest of the house and the age on it, I'm going to guess. Probably not. Then I feel like we would be able to hear somebody playing a piano upstairs. It is a pretty substantial house, I guess. A true, it is a large house. But I don't know, man. I still feel like you would be even be able to hear like Probably mostly faint... stone construction, which I think would have a lot of like sound yeah, absorbing okay. qualities. All right. Well, maybe you but wouldn't I'd, be able to hear it. Like but... agreed. Why didn't we hear someone playing the piano through, right. like, this stairway in the kitchen? One... Leading upstairs. Right. And part B is I still feel like this, like, door that we didn't notice before, like, magically appeared. Like, some there's some serious shenanigans. So, Chad, I mean, are, are we going to investigate these shenanigans or are we going to GTFO? Well, I mean, we didn't come here not to investigate... If we can prove Michael and Jane wrong, we've already proven. Oh, okay. Like, like, the, like they nothing think going Mrs. Bingley's a ghost, and every all the kids die. Okay, because like as then, far as I'm concerned, we've already like proven our point, right? Like we people, went in that house. People go in and they never come out. This is our chance to prove them that we can go out. If we go out, are we gonna be able to though? Not if we go up to the music room. But, like, nobody ever has left. What makes us think that we can leave? So what you're saying is by maybe playing into her game, we Like, are... the only way out is through. Mmm. It's just like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You got it. You gotta go forward to go back. You know, there's a music room in that one, too. Interesting. Rachmaninoff. The parallels. You know, that actually wasn't Rachmaninoff, which is the funny part of that scene. <laughs> I read that in the trivia tidbit. What? <laughs> anyway. That lady thought she was so smart. She's Wrong. Smart. Only Willy Wonka is smart. Okay. So I guess we're going up to the music room. I think we should. Dear Lord, help us. Okay. We're turning to page 34. 
Chad, you said something very interesting while you were reading this particular portion. That I cracked this case? Yes, you said, oh, I figured this book out. Yep. And I'm really curious as to what you now know and I am oblivious to. I mean, do you want me to spoil this whole book for you? Well, I mean, I want to hear your theory because, to be fair, sometimes your theories are very wrong. Sometimes like, they're spot on. Oh, if we just keep going and going and going and pretend that we're going to murder this person on top of Chichen Itza, we're going to find our friend. We never did. Well, he was already dead. How was I supposed to? <laughs> I am. I am not. That, oh, never mind. So we should probably catch them up, and then maybe you could expound upon. Drop some knowledge. Yeah, I'm really okay. Curious. So we're like, well, if Mrs. Bigley's upstairs, I really should go say hello, and and so we head through the you know front parlor up the wide oak stair grand staircase into the upper hall and once we up we're up there we can hear somebody softly like playing the piano mm -hmm. um and so then we we approach the door to the music room but the sounds kind of change before it was like a nice tune, but now it's like a series of jumbled notes. Like a kid was just like banging, banging on the keys. Bam, 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 bam. And and we pause for a minute because we're just like, huh? And we see that the door to the piano room is open. Just a just a just a crack. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. And and before we just go barging in, we we take a take a peek. And we kind of look through with one eye. And, and all we see in the piano room, we don't see a person. Mm. Mrs. Bigley is nowhere to be seen. And, uh, and all we see is a large black cat. Melissa. Walking back and forth on the keys. Yeah, and then it says, it must be Melissa. Like, when did we learn the name of this cat? Like, I don't re remember. We, I don't think we ever did. We must have, like, skipped that page with some other choice. Anyway, the cat's name is apparently Melissa. So, sensing our presence, the cat stops, like, looks at us, looks intently at the door. Meow. And uh, when we're not sure, like, does she know we're there or not? No, oh, that cat knows. Cats have but, those cat you know, senses. There's no sign of, like, any other people in the room. Mm -hmm. So whoever was playing the piano must have left. Mm. Um, so anyway, our choice is if we enter the room and approach the cat, we turn to page 62. And if we go back toward the stairs, we turn to page 63. Yeah. Are you not going to tell me what you think? You know what I would like to do? Is leave me in the dark. Is I would like to leave you and our listeners just for a bit. Okay. What I, what I will do <gasps> is I want to write down my prediction on a piece of paper. Oh, okay. And I want to give it to you. Okay. And and when it becomes true, <laughs> I will tell it tell you to open the piece of paper and read what it says. Heard. That sounds like a great plan to me. Because I feel like if people were paying attention, hint hint wink wink, that they also know. You're staring at me like I know things, but I really don't know things. <laughs> I'm looking in through your <clears throat> eyes into the souls of our listeners. Well, for those of you who have this figured out too, kudos. For those of you who don't, you're with me on this one. I, Chad seems so confident that he knows what's going on in this exactly. house. Exactly. What? Yep. 
What? There was a door that appeared from nowhere. There was a maid. There's yep. a cat playing a piano. Mm -hmm. I got nothing, man. Um, as far as what you want to do now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the only thing that we can do is press on. I think so too. Like I want. I mean, I, I want to check out this room. I agree. Okay. So right. I guess I guess we made a decision. Yeah. Wow, that was fantastically yeah, easy. We're gonna go into the room. I'm gonna write down my prediction. And I'm gonna try to use all my brain power and figure out what's going on here. Well, it's another page and another choice and another burning question in my mind. I feel like I maybe know where Chad is headed with this, but honestly, I don't know about this whole cat business. Anyway, so we enter the music room, and we walk toward Melissa, the cat. She's staring at us intently, like we kind of feel like she's reading our mind, which is creepy. And uh, she's clearly not an ordinary cat. Clearly. Which kind of gives me my first inclination as to maybe Chad knows what's going on here. Um, as we get closer, she like leaps down from the piano and looks like she's going to laugh, but, excuse me, but she doesn't. And instead, she, like, bolts toward the door that we just entered. But before she leaves, she stops and turns around and looks at us. As if wanting us to pick her up. Like she's daring us to. Right. So, um, if we pick Melissa up, we turn to page 110. If we follow her out of the room, we turn to page 85. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly... Like, what's the difference? I guess that's a good point. Well, and like, if we don't pick her up, is she just gonna go out of the room? Or is she gonna, like, attack us? Like, and the cat scratches you, and you die. Cat scratch fever. Killed by the cat. Yep. So I feel, I don't know, like, I don't really have a reason as to why. Uh-huh. But I don't think that we should pick up this cat. Like, I feel like picking up strange cats you've never met in generally in life is a pretty poor decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, most cats I've met yeah, they don't, don't like really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, they don't like being picked up by like, strangers. Like, they will tell you when you can pick them up. You right, just don't, yeah. You just don't get to. Let them get acclimated, and then they decide. Yeah. They don't like being manhandled, so the only thing that we should manhandle Melissa. Mm-mm. All right. I think we should just follow the cat. We're going to follow the cat to some buried treasure, or something like that. By turning to page 85. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. I, you know what? To be fair, I thought that was going in a really good direction until we went up to the attic. Then I was like, ah, crap. Yep. Ah, crap. I, that's, where, that's where I got concerned. Everything took a left turn after that attic. Oh, man. But, uh, well, t I don't, just tell them what happened. So, here's, here's what happened, folks. Uh, we followed Melissa out of the doorway, down the hallway, to a staircase up to the attic. And so we followed the cat up to the attic. And we were like, what's going on up here? And right as we got to the top and inside the door, Melissa turned and darted between our legs and before we could even turn around, the attic door slammed behind us, locked. So, then we were trapped in the attic, and we tried to yell for help, nobody answers. There's no windows in this attic? Like... I, I mean, I, apparently not, there's no way of escape. 
Like, that's just the way that it is, Chad. It's not the first time we've picked a lock, I'm just saying. Well, this time was no good because uh, darkness falls and we sit helplessly wondering if we will ever be rescued. And finally we can't take it anymore, so we just fall asleep. Like, there's no imminent danger up here, so we'll just take a nap, right? Uh, when we awaken, we don't think that we're dreaming. But the room seems to have expanded like a hundredfold, like it's so much larger than it used to be when, like when we, when we fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we see across the floor from us, a few yards away, is a mouse sleeping quietly. That seems to be the exact same size as we are. So apparently we turned into a mouse in the attic. And now Melissa's going to come back and actually eat us. Yeah. Is this is all part of my my theory. Yes. My theory has so far proven 100% correct. Yes. Not time to reveal it yet. Which is something to do with this cat. And yeah. um, I have a guess. But there's no need to go into that yet. What we have to decide is which freaking decision to go back to right now. Yeah. Uh, we got quite a few to choose from. Yeah, so maybe while you think about it, mm -hmm. um, why don't I just remind people about a couple things? Fantastic. Go while for it. While you kind of ponder our decision list. I, I could also use some reminders, so these are really for me too. Um, so if you guys don't mind, we thank you so much for tuning in again and Thanks. listening to What Would Cherik Do? Um, if you would like to, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Um, you can shoot us an email at cherrypodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on Twitter at cherrypodcast. So, um, we'd really appreciate it if you popped over to any of those pages and, and either shot us an email or left a comment and tell us how much you love our podcast. Um, that would be really great and it like lifts our spirits. And if you're listening on iTunes or Slacker or whatever means you choose to listen to your podcast, um, give us a quick rate and review. You know, that'll really help us get this podcast up to the next level and we'd really appreciate it and we love hearing from our fans. Everybody likes leveling up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's all my plugging business that I'm going to do. Plugged. Okay. Um, so Eric. Back to business here. What choice do you feel like you would like to go back to? Where did it all go terribly, terribly wrong? See, I don't know what it is about the stairs, Chad. But I kind of want to go up the stairs first instead of going into the dining room. Because it felt like things were going pretty well until we met that disastrous Leanna who told us about the music room. Like maybe she tipped off Mrs. Bigley. Maybe. Whoever or whatever she is. Um, there is also part of me that thinks that maybe we were onto something and that maybe we should have just picked Melissa up. Like maybe that was like. If the we cat. pick her up, she can't dart between us. And, that's the and truth. She can't the door. lead us into a trap in the attic. And maybe that's like her dare, right? She's like, you're going to pick me up? You're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. So, like, I think of all the decisions that we've made, those two would be the most intriguing to me. Either going to page eight and just heading up the stairs instead of going through the dining room and getting all of this off the table. 
which sounds uh -huh. kind of nice to me. Mm -hmm. um, or just going back to the last choice and picking up the cat. I'm with you. I, maybe if we go up the stairs, we could surprise Mrs. Bigley or whomever was playing the right? piano. Right, exactly. Catch her off guard. It was ringing that dang bell. It alerted everything to our presence. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, maybe we, you know, see Lena doing something peculiar. Mm-hmm. Like creating magical doors. Right. Because apparently you can just do that. Whatever. Um... Uh, I, I think, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go up the stairs. You want to go up the stairs? It was a few choices back, but I feel... It's, it's quite a bit back, but I feel like maybe that's a good thing. But also, we've made an exorbitant amount <clears throat> of choices in this book. So. Also true. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's go up the stairs. I feel like picking up the cat probably might lead us somewhere, but... It might tie off, like, that storyline that we've been following. Mm. Well, in a better way than going to the attic. For sure. Maybe a, a more, um... Like, find out what's actually happening kind of yeah, way. Yeah, But, um... Resolution. I'm with you. Let's go, just, let's go up the stairs. Okay. That seems fun. Let's check it out. We're gonna check out the upstairs. Okay. So, another super quick... A little a couple of paragraphs here um, we head up the stairs right and we're trying to be super quiet we notice the railing is falling off the cobwebs are getting worse the farther up we go and we reach a landing which is dimly lit by like a, a yellow um, stained glass window right uh, now from here there are steps going up in two different directions or directly in front of us is a small hallway that leads to a door that's cracked open. And so we like head right toward the door and we gently push it open a little bit farther and we peer inside and it's like a ooh, good creaky door. Thanks. And it's a dingy room. It's got a lot of furniture and trunks in it, an old fashioned radio, a grandfather clock, a rocking horse, some rope, piles of books. But here's the kicker, folks. On the floor, a dead mouse. Mm-mm. Given our last ending just a moment ago. Just a moment ago. Yeah, this seems rather foreboding if we want to get into foreboding territory. Exactly. Um, so, if we open the... Oh, sorry. And, and in the back of the room is a large closet. Yeah. Which is very important. Which, because it looks very important to us. Because if we want to open the closet door for some ungodly reason, we turn to page 14. Or if we want to go back to the landing, turn to page 15. And if I'm being honest here, Chad, I want to just turn tail and run to the landing. I don't care what's in this closet. It cannot be good. Really? Yeah! You want to <laughs> open the closet in the room with a dead mouse and a bunch of dingy old furniture? Yeah. Oh my god. You know we're going to die. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're going to find, like, the clue that busts it all open. Yeah, that's what this guy thought that's until he was turned into a mouse and died. Where she hides all of her secret stuff. Which is exactly why we shouldn't go in there. Which is exactly why we should go in there. So then they can get turned into a mouse again and get eaten by a no, cat. No, the cat's nowhere in sight. That's what... Mm. <laughs> I cannot believe you want to go into this closet. How do you not? I really just want to go back we're to the landing. We're exploring... A house. You haven't seen a soul. There's no Lena. There's no cat. You don't know anything about any of it. 
All you know is the rumors that Jane and Michael have told you. And you're not going to open up every single door you come to to I'm see what's in there? I'm probably not. I would have just scanned the room been like, hmm, this is interesting stuff. Oh, look, the closet door. Oh, well, let me go back and go upstairs more. Have you never, like, gone to so a new place and just explored every single thing I mean, as much as you could? I guess. Even if a door says, like, Employees only do not enter. You don't like wiggle the handle to see if you well, can actually come in. Especially then you do because you know you're not supposed to. Exactly. And I Thank you. All right. Okay. You've proven okay. my point. That was not my intention. I understand what I have just done. It's a little bit different, but it's a lot the same. I fine, fine, fine. The rest of we your will, life, you'll be open the closet door. What we, if? What was in there? We will open the closet what door. What if there's a million dollars? We will get dollars. murdered. It's and it's gonna be great. Full of gold bars. And then we're gonna get murdered, and never get to reap any of the nobody benefits. Nobody ever leaves this house anyway. Let's live it up while we're here. Oh my God, you're right. Okay, <laughs> well we're gonna turn to page fourteen and promptly die. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll hand the book over to Chad to read this wonderful portion. Okay, well, we didn't die. Nope. And I'm very thankful for that. However, some weird things did go on. Okay, let me tell him. Yeah. Um, so we opened the closet door. Yeah, we did. And inside were the following items. Some old clothes. Mummies! Some new clothes. No mummies. Which is peculiar in and of itself. Because True. if nobody's lived here for a long time, then why are there new clothes? Remember, in this version, we have not yet seen a soul. True. Okay. There's a policeman's uniform. And there is a key ring hanging on a nail with three keys attached to it. Three keys. One, two, three. Not four. Not two. <laughs> the number. The but county three. shall be three. And the holy hand key ring <laughs> will now help you unlock the secret door of Chimney Rock. Anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, sorry, where are we? Okay, so there's there's a policeman's uniform, there's new clothes, there's old clothes, there's a key ring with three keys. That's what's in the closet. Okay. So we're kind of inspecting all of this, and then we're startled by a mouse that's running across the floor towards us. So we're like ready to just like kick it out of the way. Like we're not scared of no mouse, you know. But right before we ain't scared of no mouse. Before it gets to us, it falls over dead. Like it runs at us. It runs at us full and then, speed. And then it just keels over. And then over. it just keels over. And dies. Dies. So that freaks us out, and we, like, run out of the room, back to the landing. Because that's really weird. Super weird. <clears throat> but then we get to the landing, and, you know, we got a minute to, like, catch our breath, and, you know. Yeah, our senses come back to us. And we're like, ooh, I wonder if those keys would actually be super helpful. Maybe we should go back for them. So that's our choice. If we go back for the keys in the closet, turn to page 24... Or the other option, which seems dumb, but is the only option we're faced with, because it's one of those, like, where is secret option C that actually lets us, like... Right, like, go up some of the other stairs. Right, but yeah. no, our other choice is to go back downstairs to the kitchen. Well, that is dumb. 
And I don't want to do that. Right, like we just came from the kitchen. Why would we go back to the Like, why wouldn't right. you just keep going up the stairs? Because what if there's more crazy kamikaze mice? Who knows? Why not mice just fall over dead? That's a great question. Maybe his little heart gave out. Maybe. Rat poison? I don't know. Mm, could be. Who knows? But in ice, I think we should go back for the keys. I concur. I mean, these keys could be super helpful. I, it seems like a thing that we should definitely do. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do it. Done. All right. Ed really wants us to go back down to this kitchen. It's the classic, like, are you sure? Right. I think. Well, maybe, but this one leads to a different page number than the other one did. Sure. Which does. is interesting to me. Because whatever's happening in the kitchen is constantly evolving and changing. Well, I, yeah, I guess. There's just so many different options. Like, having, like, having the gun under the kitchen the first time would be totally different than having going down to the, like, going down to the kitchen now. Sure. Which is really cool, kind of. Right. But do we want to do that? We don't know. Because what happened, Chad? We don't know. Catch us up. Oh, I didn't tell them? No. Oh, we just dove right into that whole business? Yeah. Oh, I kind of thought I told them. That was my fault. I got too excited. We should tell them what happened. I mean, not a lot happened, first of all. So we left. We go back into the room. We get the keys. Yeah. And we come. We re are careful to retrace our steps in case, like... Booby traps. Something, I know, the mouse died, so we're careful to, like, go the same way that we went the first time. Right. Presumably safe. So we go get the keys, we come back to the landing. Yeah, and then we decide to go up one of the sets of stairs. Right. And we look up, and we see, at the top of one of the sets of stairs, a large black cat. Yeah, and it's green eyes. With its glowing green eyes, and its back is arched, and its teeth are bared, and it's hissing at us. Yeah. Um... Softly, it's hissing. Hmm. Hi, nice. So, hissing me softly with the cat song. <laughs> hissing me softly, that cat song. <laughs> no? I, I don't know what you're singing over there. Kissing me softly? Is that another Michael? Uh, no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Lionel Richie? It's Lauren Hell. Who? Right? I don't know. Oh, I could have got that really wrong. Nobody hate me. You all know who sang <laughs> that song. Anyways, it like a it's like a siren cat who's singing to us and like yeah, luring right. us into I'm its, gonna, I'll play its it, clutches I'll play it for you and later. claws. It's, it's a great song. Okay, I believe you. Okay. Um. Anyway, so if we call the cat to show that we're friendly, mm -hmm. turn to page 44. Yeah, great. What's your other option? Retreat down the stairs back to the kitchen, and we turn to page 46, which is different than the last choice we would have chose to go back to the kitchen. That was page 26. I just want to know what happens in both of those, but I know that I can't. Uh, I can tell you, because I'm looking... Uh, it's actually page 25, and I'm actually looking at page 25 right now. Oh, my God. Well, that's, that's like, kind of cheating, right? That's well, like, I can't help it. 24 is right next like to 25. That's, our, that's against our own rules. Wait, is that a cat on that page? If yeah. we had gone down to the kitchen, we would have found the cat no, anyway? No, that's the cat on page 24 that we read. Oh, okay. There's another illustration on page 25. I'm not going to show it to you. Okay. Darn it! You're just keeping everything from me! Yep. We're a team! We're Cherik! Okay, but don't tell them. Without the Eric, there's just the ch. But don't tell them. Ooh. Right? That wasn't an ending, but that looked really weird. Yep. Uh. Anyway. So, 
Do we go back down to the kitchen? No, I think we just call the cat. You like, want to call just the cat? cat? Yeah, okay. like, oh, kitty, kitty, come here, come here, come here. We're I mean, I friendly. Guess that's true. The worst thing I could do is kill us. We're friendly. Friendly. We okay. just don't follow it to the attic. Okay, all right. No, How I'm, hard is that? I'm with you on this one. Let's let's make the cat like us. We're a nice dude. And, and just because of you are a shark, I checked, and, like, page 24 is not the page that we died on when we followed the cat to the attic <laughs> the first time. I am so glad you checked on that. Okay, so we're going to turn to page 44. Fantastic. Holy shnikes, everyone. Things just got super real. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so into it. Me too, dude. Me so too. So into it. And okay. P.S. My prediction, still totally tracking. Okay, well, I want to read this piece of paper, Chad. It's not time yet. I'll tell you <sighs> okay. when it's time. Whatever. Anyway, let me catch you up, folks. We call up to the cat, but it doesn't move. It just keeps staring at us, right? And, like, we stare back, but it totally wins the contest because it doesn't blink at all, and we blink at least twice. Um, then it, like, arches its back, and it hisses at us, and it runs away. And we follow it. We go up the stairs, and we run down a narrow corridor. And uh, we lose sight of it as it darts around a corner, though. And uh, looking for it, we soon arrive at a large oak door, which is locked. And then we're like, oh, well, maybe we'll just try the keys on our key ring. And sure enough, one of them works. And we pull open the door, and we shine our flashlight inside, and there are steps leading down. And now, mind you, we're on the, like the, one of the top floors of the house. We're not in the yeah. attic. Right. But we're up pretty high. Like second floor. And uh, so... Going down, down, down to the burning, burning ring of fire. fire. Oh, it's the ring of fire. The lake of fires. Okay, that's something totally different. Yeah. Nothing on top but a bucket <laughs> and a mop and an illustrated book about birds. See a lot bucket, up bucket, there, bucket. but don't be scared. Yeah. Needs actions when you got words. Nice, you found it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so as we th uh, sing Johnny Cash, we reach the bottom of the stairs, and we find ourselves in an underground tunnel. So we have gone from the second floor underground. Who would expect that? No one. Nobody. So it's perfect. Um, it's like the, the ceilings are being supported by wooden beams, and the floor is just like a cobblestone floor, and the air is damp, and so we follow the tunnel for a while until it opens up into a wide space filled with casks and racks of bottles. Now, before Chad makes fun of me, I read casks, and I immediately thought of caskets. Just a couple missing letters there. I thought, like, the walls were lined with, like, caskets of dead people. Yep. And Chad saw the look on my face, and he was like, bro, it's just casks. They're just boxes. It's not anything horrible. Like, was... big, yeah. like, oil, like, wooden drums. Yeah, and then I just felt silly, so there you go. There's not like a any, wine barrel. No caskets in here, only wine casks. And so we're like, oh, this must be a special cave where Mr. Bigley kept his wines, of course. Yes, he was, mm -hmm. a, he was a wine connoisseur, you might say. Definitely. And uh, at the far end of the cave, we find a chest with a bunch of drawers, and the top one is locked. And of course, we try another one of our keys. It works. So glad we went back for these keys. Me they too, man. That was, that was really... Invaluable. The key to the story. Ha! I see what you did there. What? We really 
unlocked this plot. Oh, did we now? Yeah. I love it when we have a good flick of the wrist twist. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we pull out an old yellowed crumpled piece of paper. And we ring, and, uh, <coughs> sorry, we read it. And it says, to whom it may concern. And I'm quoting the text here. If you do this with, like, your best, like, staunchy, aristocratic accent. <clears throat> to whom it may concern. I, Horace A. Bigley, am a prisoner in my own house, held by the ghost of my wife, Melissa Bigley, who died one month ago today. God rest her soul. I added that part. And now has the power to transform people into... But before we can finish reading the note, we feel a presence. And we whirl our flashlight around to see it, but it goes out. And in the final flickering light, we see a figure. We don't know what sort of figure, but we see a figure. And in the dark, we can, eat, we can still feel its eyes fixed upon us. Now we reach the, the, the rack of wine bottles and we pull a wine bottle out, right? And we're like, it may be no use against a ghost, but it's our only weapon and right now we're kind of screwed. So, if we swing the wine bottle at the figure, turn to page 84. If we ask, who is it? Turn to page 89. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a really funny thought I had. Yeah. This is not my prediction, but how amazing would it be if, like, our cousins Michael and Jane were, like, the ones who were just, like, pulling this whole ruse oh, they were together. pranking us. No, not pranking us. Like, they're really, like, murderers who, like, dare kids to go into this house only to follow them in and, like, kill them after they're in there. Well, that's really morbid, It's really, Chad. like, dark and twisted. Yeah, that's very twisted. I think that's a little too twisted for a children's book. I don't know. I mean, we've... That's some pretty crazy stuff. Also true. But, like, if I was writing this as a horror story, like, it's all, like, Michael and Jane. That would be a really cool story. That would be a crazy twist, admittedly. Jane and Michael Banks, who would have ever thought? Nobody. That's Nobody. what the new Mary Poppins movie is about. <laughs> they actually grew up to be sociopathic murderers. It's, it's secretly a horror musical. Yeah. I'm kind of into that. Ooh. I'm game. At a horror musical. Let's put a pinky in that one for later. Done. Pinkied. Um, okay. So, what do we do? Do we attack it or do we ask who it is? I'm kind of in the vein of just asking. I don't... I feel like neither is probably like a great choice. Well, true. I mean, like, I, neither I of these are really like... a wonderful option. But we have no light. We can't see anything. We're holding a wine bottle and we're holding a flashlight that doesn't work. Hopefully we seem very, like, imposing. We, like... Yeah. Like, tell me who you are, or else! Right, yeah, exactly. Not be like, who is it? Yeah, like I asked, yeah. Yeah. That would be funnier that way. It would be, it is. Who is it? Yeah, like, hello! Hey, who's at my door? I oh. totally, I, this room was totally unlocked. I didn't steal keys and unlock it myself. <laughs> like, it was, like, this way, like, when I came down here. yeah. Uh, I got lost. Can you just show me the way out, please? Uh, man, I, I really don't know. I really... Um, 
feel like wine bottle bashing is like last resort for me. Yeah. I would rather when, ask like, like what's going on. I can't even see. Exactly. And then like if they reveal themselves, maybe I can try to smash it with a wine bottle. But again, if, it, if she is a ghost, then like we're kind of screwed. Right. Unless she just likes getting kind of drunk. If she can do that. I don't think she's a ghost. You don't think so? Yeah, you can rule that out in my prediction. Okay. Interesting. Mrs. Bingley is not a ghost. Bigley. I always have an N in there. See, now I'm adding letters. <laughs> Bigley. Crap. Mrs. Bingley of Chimney Rock. Ch Bingley, Chimney. Okay, chim so what are we... So we're calling out. We should figure. call out. Yeah, we're going to ask, who is it? And turn to page 89. Deal. If I may be so bold, Chad. Yes. That was a cop-out. <laughs> That's a great pun, and they don't know it yet. Thank you. I know that no one can appreciate that yet, but, like, really, that was a cop-out, man. Okay, so here's what happens. And remember my crazy theory about Michael and Jane. Yeah. Keep that in the back of your mind as I tell... We view this tale of mystery and murder. Mischief. Or murder. Okay. All the M words. Um, so we call out and it and and the voice says, It's me, Michael. Mm. And I'm like, was I actually right? Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, and so we're ac actually like really relieved that it's Michael who's come inside for some reason to come looking for us. And we're like, he has a flashlight and we're like, oh, our flashlight's getting weaker. Like really should get out of here. And we like kind of shake our flashlight and it turns back on and we start walking out of the room. But then like all the stones in this like wine cellar kind of start crumbling down around us for some reason. So like the entire, so we're like, just caving in. It's caving in. Yeah. So we're like, we're running out. Of the wine cellar down the hall. It's like a very dramatic ending to this book. Uh, yeah, slow motion, running. Running. The and ceiling's just like, collapsing. Everything's collapsing <sighs> and just like clouds of dust And then if us. Michael Bay was directing it, there'd be a big explosion behind us. Mm -hmm. And then we were safe. And then so we, but we make it back to the stairs and, and we run upstairs and we run outside just in the nick of time out into fresh air. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. We run upstairs to run downstairs to run outside. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and we get outside and then we see like Jane lying on the ground and like she's super hurt. And I guess she was trying to like climb down a vine for some reason. I don't know why. And um, and she like twisted her ankle. Mm. And then a policeman shows up, which I'm like, there was a policeman uniform in the closet. Like this is still kind of super sketchy. I mean, this whole ending is kind of sketchy. Like there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Anyway, we'll talk about what I just thought about in a minute. Yeah, Sorry about the Yeah, but this cop pause. is like, hey, you guys <laughs> like, are lucky. You're lucky you got out of there alive. Right, now, now get out of get here. Get on out of here and never come back to Chimney Rock. They're like, He's like, you don't know how lucky you are. The end. The end. The end of the book. Yeah. So, like, yeah, how did Michael <laughs> get down into that cellar to begin with? He would have had to, like, follow our steps in there. And then what was Jane doing climbing down vines? Yeah, maybe they were just trying to find us or, like, find a way into the I house. Mean, I, I don't get, know. I, get, I mean, but, like, obviously they knew that the kitchen door was unlocked. 
Maybe Jane was climbing on vines before Michael found the unlocked door. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But we like waved right at him when we walked in. There still many questions are not answered in the four That's paragraphs. True. That, that was a, that was kind of a bummer. I mean, I would have rather it had been like Mrs. Bingley's Bigley's ghost, and we just like died or something. Uh huh. That's really interesting though. That was a twist that I was not expecting. Well, uh, Eric. Yeah. We only have but one more choice. To go back and swing a bottle. Yep. A wonderful hit Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be funny if it was like a different voice. It would be interesting. If it was like yeah. a different person if it was if we actually Mrs. Bigley over there. We should go back. Okay, well let's go back. We're gonna see what happens on page eighty four if we yes. decide to like bash this shadowy figure. We're gonna bash it so good. picked the best choice last time. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, if we get an ending where we, like, are alive, like, uh, we should just be happy right, yeah. and count Let's our blessings. Let's just be content with that. We got out. It was great. Sure, maybe nothing but was answered. But we never got to see if my prediction was true. It definitely is. I mean, that's kind of what I, like, I honestly figured that we would never actually find the ending that would, like, prove or disprove whatever theory you had. I feel like we could have. But, anyway, here's what happens now. Mm. So, uh, sure enough, we swing the wine bottle, and we strike something, and the bottle breaks, and wine gets everywhere, and we hear a voice cry out, and... It's Michael. <laughs> oh, surprise. Surprise, it's Michael. Still Michael. Uh, and you're like, it's me, I'm sorry, I thought you were going to get me. And like, you shine your light on Michael, and he's not hurt, luckily. Um, and you're like, hey, come on, follow me, we're going to get out of here. You're like, follow me super closely, just in case. And But then suddenly we hear a large roaring sound, and we point our light back towards the tunnel that we came down and um, it's caving in it's, just like in the other things. Yes. It's collapsed, but we can't get out. Yeah. And so we're in the wine cellar, tunnel collapsed and the wine cellar starting to cave in too. Mm -hmm. And then there's light coming out from above and, and we see or hear policemen and he's like, don't worry, I've radio for help. We're going to get you guys out of there soon. But... Even as we hear his words, we're gasping our last breath. Another victim to the curse of Chimney Rock. And Not only us, but also Michael is yeah, dead too. Michael's also dead. Only Jane is left. I think what really kind of... like uh, Okay, first of all, this was a wonderful book. A lot of decisions to make. Lots of interesting choices that we could have taken. But like... Man, we got to the secret cellar, and we read most of the note from Mr. Bigley, and it was uh -huh. like, my wife can transform into, and I'm guessing he's going to say, like, any animal or something, yeah. uh -huh. which kind of makes us a companion piece to You Are a Shark, by the way. <laughs> and, um... So do you want to read, do you want to read my prediction? I mean, was your prediction that Mrs. Bigley could transform into a cat or something? Yeah. Here's my. Here was my prediction. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm gonna read this verbatim. This. This. This is. Um. This is so, from. 
from Chad's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Part uh, A, I came up with really <clears throat> early on, and then I added Part B after we read uh, Mr. Bigley's note. Okay, so Part A, the cat is actually Mrs. Bigley. She is a witch. Okay. Part B, she can't transform herself into any animals. So she never actually, like, died? She just, she like, just turned herself into a cat, mm. and she's, like, actually still alive. I mean, which honestly, like, seems like the right thing, because And that's that why cat... she said, like, she left the house to her cat for as long as her cat lives, but, like, the cat's actually but, her. Like, it's really her. And that's, she turns us into mouses, so she can just eat us. Right, like, hunt us for, like, And she probably turned and... Mr. Bigley into a mouse. Probably. And ate him. I mean, I want to know what the rest of his notes said, but we'll never know because Michael... Well, he's dead, and so are we. Well, yeah, we did do that to ourselves. So. What about Lena, man? That was a really random, random Well, thing. I kind of wonder if we would have picked up the cat in the music room, like, what would have happened? For sure. Like, that was an interesting choice. Or, like, what would have happened if we took Lena up on her offer to offer us food? Like, or maybe if we, we would have gotten to know more about her. Back down those kitchen stairs any of the 87 times we had a choice to. Yeah, and that creepy picture of that weird-looking And then it was, baby. like, the handyman. No, it was, like, an old handyman dude. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It looked like a gruesome baby face. I think it was the caretaker. Mmm. Anyway, that was a really good book. Yeah, I just really wish we could have, like, closed the chapter on like what Mrs. Bigley's secret was just mostly so I could be proven 100% correct instead of just like 97% I'm definitely right. I mean I was gonna say like I'm pretty sure his note pretty much proved your theory correct. Like, I think so. There is good evidence that she can transform herself into other creatures but like why did this cave even have to happen right now? And her and name was Melissa and the cat's name was Melissa. That's true. I didn't even think about that. And how we mm -hmm. knew that the name was Melissa in the first place. Yeah, I don't even like, know. That was super random. I guess maybe because we're a thought time traveling yeah, warlock. Yeah, that's the only we explanation just, yeah, we I just got. knew. Well, uh, that's the end, folks. We hope that you enjoyed this um, interesting, mysterious journey that uh, we have been led. Yeah, I enjoyed it. To uh, completion. It was, it was a lot of fun. We made a lot of choices, man. That's always a fun time. Yeah, I love it when it's just like choice, choice, um, choice, choice, choice. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like a lot of the earlier books are really good about that. Yeah. And then, like, the more they wrote, the more they were just, like, getting into these elaborate stories, and they'd take you on pages and pages and pages, and that's just an interesting kind of yeah. thing that I've noticed about Like, the about journey of a, of a writer, yeah. you know? Oh, oof. It's true. And how his work evolves over time. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to you, Ed Packard, for writing like a, the a first killer Harry book. Potter book was like right, four hundred like, yeah, pages, maybe and the like last, less than that. The last like Harry that, Potter like book the, was like a thousand. Well, pages. The, I mean, the last four of them were all freaking enormous, dude. <laughs> See, oh so gosh. anyway, the journey of a writer, you know. Well, you you grow a story; it must be told. It expands. It, exactly. You know, who knows what happens? Anyway, uh, yeah. So. We liked this one. Hope you liked it. That's that. A big thanks to our friends of Blackbird Review and Trevor Dubert of Dubert Creative for Absolutely. their help with our podcast. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Oh, yes. Don't think you're rid of us because we'll be back like the Terminator. Yes. Yes, we like. Get to the chopper. We're like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. <laughs>
We always come back. Uh, I don't have a good Schwarzenegger. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that that was good, but, you know, I, I went for it, and that's, yeah, I that's, guess what, that's, what, that's counts. what counts. Yeah, so thank you all that's for your, listening. That's your <laughs> lesson for this week. Like, in life, if you're ever, like, trepidatious about a choice or a course of action, like, just freaking go for it. Like, fail or succeed, like, at least you tried, and that's really what's important. Oh, my gosh. That was great. Yeah. Like, I even needed that. Thanks, man. You're welcome. That was inspiring. Now go out and freaking reach for your dreams, people, because they are not going to make themselves happen. You are. And then this is where, like, the 90s, like, the more you know, like, star PSA would come mm, up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd get, like, played off at the Oscars for talking for too long. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. And, and then we would just say, well... well the dude abides. The dude abides. And uh, that's that. So I don't know about you, but I take a lot of comfort in that. I do take comfort in that. I do. And, Is that the uh, Sioux City sarsaparilla? <laughs> Sorry, okay. We're not going to do like 10 more minutes yeah, we will not of the Big do, jokes. That's true. We'll do that once we sign off here. Okay. So we will catch you later, folks. Thank you for listening again. And uh, we will catch you on the flip side for the next wonderful adventure with Cherik. I mean, with Cherik!